This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's Football Friday on The Big Show. Big thanks to our title sponsor, Big O Tires. Winter tires starting at only $49.95, only at Big O Tires. They have no credit needed financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Mack hanging out as well. And uh, Gordon, why don't, why don't you set up uh, this topic? Uh, eager to uh, hear Coach Mack's thoughts on what's going on in Logan and in your column. So reset reset your column for us as a jumping off point this segment. Well, <laughs> uh, we've all known Gary Anderson for a long, long time. Mac, you probably longer than anyone right. and have been really close to him. But he has had a really strange coaching trajectory through the years. Uh, in the early years, it seemed to me that he was you know, eager to get his opportunity, and he worked his butt off, and he worked his way up to uh, as a fine assistant. He had already been at Southern Utah, I get that. But uh, when he got the Utah State job, he turned that program around. He really did. That was a program that had been languishing for quite some time. And he turned it around, and they went 11-2 and and, and won a league championship. And next thing you know, he's off to Wisconsin, where he won 20 games and lost seven, but did not last there, did not feel comfortable there for whatever reasons. And then he surprises everyone by heading off to Oregon State. And he didn't stay there very long either. It was a tough program to uh, to win, and he had some difficulties up there. So next thing you know, he's coming back to Utah as an assistant. And then Utah State has its opening when Matt Wells goes to Texas Tech, and he jumps at that opportunity to be a head coach there and uh, replicate what he did before. And uh, they went, uh, the Aggies went from 11-2 and two to, in his first year, to 7-6, and six, even with Jordan Love. They lost some players. And then this year started off 0-3, and so he leaves that program. So it really, I mean, it's sort of a strange deal. Different reasons that Gary went from place to place, but it seemed like those were almost always surprising. And uh, that's what the column discussed and, uh, Mac, uh, your thoughts on okay, Gary well, Anderson's path. Well, let's talk about the history of, of Utah State, for instance. Uh, Gary, when Gary went up there, uh, they were really bad. And, and he turned that whole thing around to be in a really stable program. It took him, I think, three years, three or four years before they – that that one really good team, you know, and then, and then, uh, and he was a real Utah State guy. I mean, he was really embedded in Utah State. And then that particular year that he went to Wisconsin, he had interviewed, I think at Cal Berkeley, I think Colorado, you know, and, and uh, the Wisconsin thing was a complete surprise because he had called me the day he took the job. So oh, I just took a, took the job at at Wisconsin, and that kind of 
blew me out of the water there. That was interesting. And, and I was excited for him because it's a fun place to coach. You know, I mean, the fans are great. Uh, stadium's great. The league's great. You know, uh, you know, Barry's the AD, but Barry's not around that much. You know, I mean, he, yeah. he just, you know, he just, he comes in and out, but he's, he just wants, he just wants a good, good football program, and and uh, and he's very supportive of, of football. It's important, it's important thing to the whole state, because everybody's in Wisconsin are football guys, football people, right. and so it's a fun place to coach. Believe me, you know. I mean, I was there for almost three years. It was, it was great. The weather's horrible, but <laughs> but, but the football was fun. The players were fun. The league was fun, you know, very competitive. Stadiums are neat that you go to, you know, all those things. Uh, but I was excited when I had an opportunity to, to come back west, to come back to Utah, just because if you're from the West Coast, in the Midwest is, is just different different place to live. Uh, so I can understand a little bit why he, why he came back. Yeah. But let's talk about... The year before Matt Wells had the big year, when they when they were just kind of in training with the quarterback. So I would go, you know, I went to a couple of their booster meetings with with Wells and that group and just kind of had lunch or whatever. And then I would talk to those people and a lot of those people at that time they were thinking Wells wasn't the guy. Right. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get him we're gonna get him out of here. Now if he hadn't have gone to a bowl game that year before, he probably would have, maybe he would have been let go because there were a lot of grumbling. And then the next year, he, he you know, quarterback really matured. They matured into the offense. They had, they had a nice, they had, that was a nice football team. Yep. You know, and they were fun to watch, entertaining, you know, and uh, put up a ton of points. Yeah, a ton of points, and the quarterback was, and then you got the same quarterback, and so now you got a different coordinator, a different way of running things, and and so and new receivers basically, uh, a, a, a kind of a, uh, but an offensive line that had been around there, but pretty young, and you really, if you're running the spread, you only see a couple of different defenses. You either see like a, a, a six-man box, kind of a 42 look, or so you so you basically know what you're going to see every Saturday. So you, it isn't like you get any surprises by somebody doing something different on down and distance. And if if people pressure you, you 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 know where the pressure comes from. You know what to do if they play in zone or man. And so it's it's. Uh, and the quarterback, it took him a while, it took him a year to master it. But in the second year, the kid was right on target with it. And the coordinator, I thought, was really good. You know, that guy that's, that's at, at uh, Texas Tech. I Yost. Thought, Yost, I yeah. thought Yost. Jake's lookalike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that Yost was really good. Gordon did a profile on him, didn't you, Gordon? Am I remembering that correctly? I talked to him uh, I, I, at length, and uh, I was impressed by him. Yeah, well, he, he's a very, very knowledgeable guy of the spread offense, and understand how to teach it, 
And the biggest thing is getting the quarterback to understand the reads and how you go from this to this to this, and you you shorten what his reads are, and you kind of know what what to do and not to do. And so the quarterback mastered it, and and he was awfully good at doing it. You know, I mean, he was, and they had good receivers that had been in the program for a year or so, and they understood what it was all about. So it all kind of matched up. Yeah. And then the next year, he's not as the quarterback's not as efficient. The receivers are not quite as efficient. The defense is not quite as good. So they got they come back with seven six. Now they they hire a new coordinator. When the other guy leaves, they go away from the spread offense, more conventional type offense, and. Uh, you know, and I and I think, you know, I think they thought the offense would kind of carry him because I thought Shelley would be much better. You know, they thought they had the answers at at running back. Warren got hurt, and I think in the in the in the uh, uh, up in Boise State, and then the the other kid that they got from Utah, you know. He played a lot in the last game, and he didn't do much. But I don't know what the holes were like, but it was pretty depressing. And I think that the athletic director may have been looking to get Gary because he wasn't Gary wasn't his guy. So, and I think it all culminated down to to. Uh, Gary, Gary seeing that his team wasn't what he hoped it would be and probably saw that maybe some of the things he thought was they put together. You know, because they – so Justin Anna went up there as the defensive coordinator. Right. With the idea that, okay, he's going to be the defensive coordinator and he's going to run the defense. And then after that year, they completely changed that too. So then Justin went just to the linebacker coach, and I think Frank and the special teams guy were were co-defensive coordinators. So they changed that. You know, sometimes I don't know how it affected Justin because I haven't talked to him about it, but mentally, you know, he's probably a little goofed up just because, you know, he, he, he left a really good job at the University of Utah to be the coordinator at Utah State, and after one year, all of a sudden, he's demoted to to just being the linebacker coach, and and uh, and Frank was coaching the tight ends, and and the defense Gary wanted to go to is something that Frank knows really well, and so they kind of changed that. So it just. Seemed like they're trying to fix something, and then all of a sudden the fix is not there when they play, and they don't particularly look good doing it. And they play three three really good teams, and everything is a negative. The AD is a negative, and then all of a sudden the AD gets some people to back his thoughts, 
and then uh, they, they they pulled the trigger, you know, and and uh, you know, in in a, in a COVID situation, in a situation really unusual. Very, no coaches I mean, are losing their jobs right now. Completely, un, un, you know. In other words, it's and to be truthful, you know, the AD has tried to get out of there for the last two years. You know, I mean, he's applied for different jobs, different places, and and he's been trying to get out of there. You know, so and. I don't know him, you know. I I talk to him, but I don't know him personally, and um, so he he wants he want probably wants his own guy, you know. He said, and so so I would think at this point, you know, there's only one guy that I could see that they they should hire, and. If they don't hire Frank, it would be Jay Hill, because he would deserve the job. He's earned it. He's earned the fact that, and and it has, you know. And I know that that a lot of people would disagree with me, but it has to be a Utah guy. He has to be somebody that understands Utah, understand how it works, you know, and has has a good relationship with the high school coaches in the state of Utah. And. And and uh, Jay has that. Well, he has a good relationship with everybody, doesn't he? I mean, because he was he was a grinder recruiter at Utah for so many years. Yeah, well, he's 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 got a history, you know. Right. And and um, and he's still he's still kind of got you know still got a lot of energy to do it and a lot of things and and I know that that uh, some people have mentioned you know the coordinator from BYU who who. Uh, Who's a line coach? Who's who? Well, I think is a very good football coach, because you just look at what the product they're doing and what they've done with with. Uh, I can remember two years ago, everybody was after Sataki, you know, all those guys that have played there and all those good teams. Man, they wanted that guy out, right? But you know, they made some changes along the way and supported Sataki, and and uh, and and. This, the Grimes guy did a really good job yep. of developing the offense, and they hired some really good guys. The, the 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 kid that came from from Utah, that's the coaches, the quarterbacks, Roderick. Mm-hmm. Roderick, yep. I think is a very good football coach, and and then uh, Grimes brought in his own offensive line guy that was with him at LSU, I believe, right. Yep. Yep. And so, so Grimes has done—he's done a very good job there and developed that offensive. That's a good offensive line, you know. I mean, they're as good as anybody in the country, and the, and the tight ends are good, the receivers are good, and uh, they've there's been a whole transformation of that football team. But it's taken him three years to just develop. Now, Gary with a with let's say got through this year he would have brought Utah State back to where they need to be but it might have taken him a couple of years to do it yeah but there's there's no quick fix in Utah and I mean in football period like you you know all of a sudden because you hire some guy that has this big name 
he's going to turn our program around in a year's time. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes staying with you, staying with the process. Don't deviate from the process. Don't panic. Just keep just keep believing in what you're believing in, and 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 if you stay within your system, and you just keep working its way, it's, it it will pay off. All right, we'll get to more coming up next. Stay tuned. Football Friday rolls on. Coach Mac, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It's the Big Show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is a football Friday here on the big show. Coach Mack in the house, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Want to remind you about our friends at America First Credit Union. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders-Denver Broncos game this Sunday is brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raiders debit card. Same great features and benefits now with the silver and black. Learn more at americafirst.com slash Raiders. Coach, this is a little random question for you. Do you think having an NFL team... In Vegas, you think Raider Nation will will spread to include yeah, Salt Lake City? Absolutely, absolutely. It's more of a natural because people here like to go to Vegas, you know. So it's more of a. And so if you're a big NFL guy, you know Raiders would be a kind of a natural team to adopt. Nice stadium they built there. Uh, so yeah, it, it you know I could I could see a lot more than Denver, you know. Yeah, I can and, too. And. Um, yeah, I could see that, and and you have a lot of people from the Los Angeles, Northern California. Everybody's moving here, you know. Everybody wants everybody wants out of California because taxes are too high. They got all this stuff going on there. The government's messed up. So, I love LA. Who's <laughs> so that, Gordon? That's Gordon singing Randy Newman right there. What? Yeah, you're an L.A. guy. Well, I, I used to be an L.A. guy, Gordon, but I'd never move back. Well, Gordon, you've said many times you stay here because you want to. We tease you about the L.A. thing, but you, I think we all love it here, right? Yeah, my wife is a, is a native uh, Californian, and she, she loves it here. You know, we live here because we want to. And uh, But uh, those guys, that was part of a bet I lost that they made me record that. Uh, uh, that's what that was about. That's back, true. Uh, I don't go around singing Randy Newman songs all the time. Well, that know, we but, know of anyway. Cause, no, uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you you're singing that Toy Story song 24-7. Uh, n- n- no, I don't. Not with your grandkids? You didn't get to, you no, know, they, don't, didn't, they don't have you into the Toy Stories? Well, I mean, I've seen them. But I don't go around singing the songs. But uh, anyway, that that's what that was. All right. Well, there hey, you go. I'm a little concerned about your neighborhood over there, Gordon. Yeah, I was telling Mac during the break that uh, we had. <laughs> <laughs> this is I've lived. Mac's been to my place. He gave me a ride home one time, and uh, I, uh, you know, it's 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 fairly uh, spread out. It's not like uh, everybody's on top of each other or anything. That's but, right. Uh, there was a, there was a, I have, I do have 
numerous households living at my place right now because uh, my one daughter is building a house, so her, she and her husband are here, and my other daughter, she and her husband and their uh, daughter live here right now because he works for Nike, and that campus is closed down. So uh, rather than live at their place up there, they came back here and are living here. And uh, anyway, one point is that we've got some cars uh, at our place, some in the driveway, some in the garage, some on the street, and a police officer was going around ticketing uh, <laughs> some of the cars today, <laughs> informing that, uh, I guess from, what is it, from uh, November to April, you're not supposed to leave your car on the street uh, overnight. So my, hey. my one daughter went out and said, excuse me, officer, you know, all these people live here. And he was saying that, uh, no, you can't uh, leave the car on the street. And, and that was new to me in my 20, uh, in my 28 years of living here. Uh, you never had never, that problem, that's right? That's never happened mm. before. But now mm. all of a sudden it was hey, happening. Elmer made the call. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think one of my neighbors across the street, somebody said, Elmer. Made a phone call. I think it might have been someone in this room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I've, I've, I've tell you what. You, you think that policeman wants to go up into your neighborhood and put tickets on Cardinal? He doesn't. It, that's, that's a pain in the butt to him. Hey, 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 John, go up there in this neighborhood, and I want you to, every car that's parked out there that's not supposed to be there overnight, I want tickets on them. And he said, why do I have to do that? It's a waste of my time. And, 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 and no, no, you got to do it. And so now each one of those tickets is about 50 bucks a piece. I think. Yeah, what are you looking at, Gordon? What's the to what's the total? What's the damage? I don't know. I think my daughter says that when she talked to the officer, uh she talked he she he 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 said, Okay, uh he he only ticketed one of them. So my daughter who did get ticketed, uh, because uh that that ticket had already been issued uh, she was not none too happy about that. <laughs> she was the one that they got that. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, I guess it's because of the snow plows. It's well, because that, of the snow well, plows. Yeah, that, you know? that, yeah, that can be. Yeah, uh -huh. that can be. But my but my one son-in-law, he said, "Wait a second, they're telling everybody to stay at home, and then they come around and ticket cars because people are staying at home." What do you you? <laughs> usually, usually what they do is they say, well, the snowplow is going to be on the right-hand side of the street, so you need to park on the other side of the street from this hour to this hour. And then the, on Thursday, the, the plow is going to come through. You need to park on this side of the street. I mean, that's kind of what they've done, like in our, in our neighborhood. If if the cars are parked on the, the street, they, they let you know, hey, we're going to be plowing over here. So you need to move your cars on the op if you got a car parked on the street, you'd move it to the other side of the street during this time. Otherwise, we're just going to be because we're plowing, you know, and you could be ticketed. Let uh, me just say, I don't live that far from Gordon, uh, and let me just say this. Oh, I even had a roommate that I required to park out on the street because his car leaked oil all over my driveway. I have <laughs> never. Not once in my 39 years of living in the neighborhood, not quite that, actually, but seen a, a, a law enforcement officer uh, issuing tickets. Well, I want to know how Gordon's getting along with his neighbors. 
What well, did you do, Gordon? When did you last see Spin Tickle? As I've said, I only have one Porsche, you know, so I, I don't really need Pronounced to deal Porsche. with I only have one Porsche. But uh, anyway. The, you do the, have a truck I, you could put a plow on, though. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I've never. I don't think it. I don't think it came from the neighbors. Well, I, uh, yes, it did. I'm gonna have uh, to did go, for sure. I, I'm <laughs> gonna have to so. come up and stop knocking on doors up there. Oh, we'll see. Say, we're all friends. We're friends with our neighbors. I've never had a problem with anything like that. But, but, uh, but you know, as far as I know. Hey, but, <laughs> but, but come on now. You know, I mean, as my as my son-in-law said. Okay, we're in the middle of a pandemic. They're telling everybody to stay at home. And now people come along and give you a ticket because you parked on the street it, 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 and you hey. live in the house. It's not like we got parties going on here and people coming over or whatever. It seems kind of crazy. I think it is. I think it's plow related, but at the time that it happened, <laughs> it was in the middle of the day and there was no snow at that time well, I, and I, there was no no. Yeah, I what? certainly like your reasoning, Gordon. That's <laughs> <laughs> hey. what you got to do to, to hey. keep relations uh, hey. good with the neighbors. I'll, I want the neighbor to come forward. Give me, <laughs> hey, give the station a call. Let me know. Let's let's chat about it. And on see the if air. we can't clean. See if we see if we can't clean up the neighborhood. Uh, Gordon's neighbor, feel feel free to send us in an open mic. Uh, Zone Sports Network app. Go ahead and uh, and record up to fifteen seconds of audio and, uh, maybe, and fire that puppy can, off. Maybe we can uh, correct this problem. We can fix it. Yeah, we can fix it. Yeah, we fix it. What are you going to do, Gordon? Well, I, my daughter went out and talked to the officer, and so he he just he he let everybody off the hook. No, no, no. But going forward, I mean, he he told you you couldn't have well, cars out there. Know. So what are you going to do with the cars? Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, I think what will happen is that the the cars will be parked in my driveway instead of on the street. Okay. That's a big driveway. That is a big well, driveway. We, that's we that's a lot of hey, hey, Can you see in the morning when, hey, I got to get my car out. Hey, tell Papa to move his car. You're going to have to have three sets of car keys just to get out and go get a cup of, uh, cup of coffee in the morning. It's going to look like you're loading a ship in the docks. <laughs> oh, my God. I could, I could see that. You know. Hey, hey, just go park at Churchill Junior High School. <laughs> that's yeah. that's quite the hike from Churchill, yeah, though, up know, to Gordon's. Yeah, but then you could you could have a cart, and then the cart could go pick. I see. You yeah. could the cart goes and picks up. Okay, so so almost like a ferry service. The son-in-law just came home. Okay, he calls, and then Gordon said, "I'll be right down to pick you up." <laughs> okay, Gordon drives down in the cart, picks the son-in-law up, and brings Comes him home. home. Yeah, that works. Yeah, that works. You have a golf cart, don't you, Gordon? I, I don't own a golf cart, no. Well, remedy that, uh, to sweet. I saw one. There's one for sale over by, uh, uh, I saw a golf cart for sale over by uh, 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 Walmart. So go take it right yeah, there. I think it, and it looked, it looked not in great condition, but I think it, it's drivable. Take an Uber to your car. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we live from Churchill we, up we, the hill, please. We do have room, and because I have, uh, well, I, I I do have like a a three car driveway, and, uh, and maybe I could get four in there. But uh, and then we got some I cars. Have a nice car. that are, 
that are parked on the well, in, on the it, driveway. It, but now, uh, <laughs> if you're driving, if you're parking on the I, next to the house. Can you see? Then, can you see Gordon guiding the family right now? Hey, but, <laughs> so which which daughters are living there? I've got uh, I got uh, well. Let's see. I got uh, I got one, two, uh, three daughters who are living here right now, okay. and uh, and they're all adults, and they have their husbands okay. who are living here. Okay, so and, uh, so then and they all have cars, so okay. it's uh, so yeah, so. So what what are the girl, what are the young ladies' names? Uh, should I be giving out my daughter's names? No, we'll just okay. Let's just we'll just do a. Hey, Phyllis, tell Jack the movie's got star car. And I, I probably would have said it another way. You know, I would have said, "Hey, you know, DGD, get get that, get that car out of here. I gotta get out." And but Gordon, and then and then Gordon's wife says, "Go talk to Phyllis that way." <laughs> and what well, I didn't mean to, except we gotta get the car. Well, what about the son-in-law? The guy never goes to work. He's just sitting around here, taking up space. <laughs> uh, Gordon, uh, uh, Gordon is is turned into uh, somebody that uh, works at the Diamond Rental Park or the Diamond Parking thing by the airport. You know what I mean? Like, well, I've got to get this car in here at this time. Hey, hey, Leslie, where well, you guys are living here for free? Get the car out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, oh man. man, we'll get uh, we'll get, we'll get some more with Coach Mac hey, coming up next. You, you might be hiding in your basement with Joe Biden. I don't know. That's <laughs> the big show. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. The funny thing about that is that Joe used to live in my neighborhood. So anyway. It's a big show on a football Friday. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Mac, 97.5 yeah, and 1280 The Zone. We've got Now that we've got the cars squared away, we can move on to the next thing. We did the math during the break. We, we did the we, math. We worked on the square footage. Yeah, we, we can't get eight, nine cars in the driveway. <laughs> Gordon thinks he can. No, we can't. Gordon, you, Gordon you, you think you can do it. Yeah, I think we're going we're gonna to find a way to work it out. But... Uh, Anyway, do you what, have like a collapsible car? You know, when what about if one of those cars is leaking oil? That's <laughs> yeah. what it was with my roommate. I had he had to park on the on the side yeah. of the street all the time because yeah. it was a mess. Yeah, you don't want. He, yeah, but the, but Gordon's Ferrari is not leaking oil. I'm bored. What about the son-in-laws? Oh, that's true. That one. Could Maybe be. one of those guys got a bad <laughs> car. You know. Hey, let's let's talk about BYU real quick. We haven't talked about them much. Of course, they they. Uh, uh, don't have a game this weekend, but Coach Mack, BYU, even with with uh, their schedule, is in the top ten. When was the I'll last time what, that happened? Yeah, but I tell you what, the win they had over Boise was very impressive because they physically dominated that game. Yeah, and uh, and they were the better, by far the better team, not by just a little bit, but by quite a bit. Yeah, and so, and and Boise traditionally. Has a very good football team, and I think this football team is very good. Although I think they they ended up playing with their third quarterback, which probably hurt them. But physically, still, that game belonged to BYU, regardless of what quarterback was playing for Boise at the time. Right. And to beat them up there, uh, 
they haven't lost too many games there over the last ten years, and uh, and the, and to get beat like they got beat. I mean, and I thought the Wilson kid was was terrific. The running backs were terrific. All three of the running backs were very good, and the offensive line was really good. And I thought they got a lot of pressure on the quarterback with only three rushers. You know, I mean, they were they were pretty much the two guys, the uh, the two five techniques that were playing on both tackles, uh, won most of the pass rushing battles as far as physically, and were able. And then obviously Tonga was able to get push in the middle. You know, and uh, and I think the Isaiah Kafusi has developed him to be a really fine player. And uh, Peely, another linebacker, I think is really a good player. I don't know which Peely that is. I don't know if that's, uh, uh, you know, the one Peely kid that I know. I, don't, I, I think that might be his son. I'm not sure. I think he he played at Lone Peak, I believe, and then went on a mission. I don't know if it's the same kid or not, but he's a good player. And I think he's pretty young, if I remember right, because I think he just got back off his mission, I think, a year ago. Um, so he's a good player. I mean, the back, the corners are, are they play their technique well. Uh, I think the one safety really reads well. I mean, they, they're, they're a good group. I mean, in all facets, the special teams are good. I mean, they, they just play. If they can continue to keep that edge they have. They'll be tough for anybody to deal with because they've got a lot of answers. Yeah. And, Gordon, we've been talking about this a lot. I mean, we put a lot of pressure on that game, talking about you and me, you know, as far as proving BYU legitimate and uh, to, to look that good, I mean, is, is something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, uh... I mean, give, give credit where credit is due because, uh, you know, regardless of what, what the opposition was, at different times up to that point, you know they they've done what they're supposed to do. But this this game was impressive, you know, just the whole thing, the physical. Just the, you know, you, I haven't seen a, a Boise team be dominated by anybody like BYU dominated them. No. To tell you the truth, and and Western Alabama or whatever it is will will be something similar. But I would put them as the heavy favorite right now against the Aztecs, right? I mean, really heavy favorite. Yeah, I would think so. You know, if they can, the Aztecs depend on the run game, and uh, and if you can, as long as you don't, as long as you understand the ABC defense when you go in there, because that BYU's run a lot of zone concepts on their on their run game, and you just pick up the guy coming to the B gap and let the guy go that's going to the A gap and have the next guy pick up the A gap, and, and you just make sure that you. You're gapped out on the offensive side of the ball, so that you're getting a push right where you need to be. And if a guy goes behind you, let him go because there'll be another guy coming your way. Because that defense is everybody's responsible for a gap, no matter how they align. And as long as you don't let that confuse you, you know, uh, and they're going to play man coverage behind it. And so you might have to change your your. Uh, your rule blocking on your pass protection a little bit, but then as long as you make sure every gap is covered on your protection, uh, then your your quarterback is gonna is gonna do well against man coverage. But you but you can't free you can't free a guy up to ex, uh, on exposure. So 
if if they do the the right things, which I think they will, I think that that's a game that they can dominate. Well, you mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, the offensive line, and Gordon. This is something we've talked about uh, quite a bit. I think the best thing Coach Grimes did is he got back to uh, what be made BYU successful along the offensive line for years. And I, I don't know why you know Bronco got away from it a little bit, but that's big, nasty, talented offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah, they're a physical group, and they, and they're. And the things that they're doing offensively project for a physical offensive line because they they do a nice job with the zone schemes, getting a push, you know, and 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 no understand understanding the, the different things that people do to prevent zone things and and, um, and and the running backs are good downhill guys, you know. I mean they're 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 tough. The Katoa kid's a tough kid. The the uh, the starting guy is a tough kid. They're all very tough guys. And they hit the creases. Well, that's what you were looking for in the Boise State game, right, Gordon? Uh, tough play. Go smack him in the mouth. Insert cliche here. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's uh, no doubt about that. Uh, you've got to have a lot of guys playing and playing hard and doing what they should and playing the way they should. So, yeah. So if you watch the, if you watch their linebackers, the linebackers' eyes are really are, are really where they're supposed to be as far as when they're in coverage, as far as what their keys are. Right. I mean those guys those guys are they're if you watch them and watch where their eyes go on on situations, their eyes go to the proper spot, and when they're when they're playing when they're rushing three, dropping eight, they're in a proper sequence where they should be. And their eyes rotate to the quarterback, you know. So they're, they're you don't see them out of position a lot, right? And they kind of play a, a bend but don't, but don't break in the back end. And when you've got good underneath coverage and the eyes are moving properly, most of the time, and the guys have, because their eyes take them to, to the football, they break on the football well because their eyes take them. To the mm-hmm. position, so if you can train a linebacker's eyes on his keys, it makes him a step faster. If he doesn't get lost in all the other stuff, and you get him to concentrate on what his key reads are and react to a key read, and his eyes go to the proper spot, it makes him two steps faster than he normally would be. Well, coach, uh, you're gonna you're gonna go home, watch our boy Alema uh, and some high school action I'm, tonight. I am gonna go home, and, and uh, there was a game came on at two, and then the second one I think it was a little later on. I I was really impressed with with Lone Peak last night because of the way they came back, because uh, uh, Sky Ridge had scored a touchdown to put them ahead, and it looked like the momentum all swung back to. Uh, back to Skyridge, and then uh, Skyridge gives up a 94-yard kickoff return on the very on the on the kickoff, and it took put the put the game right back in Lone Peak's hands, and that that was a huge play to give up at that time, and uh, it just in, in Lone Peak. Just wasn't going to take no for an answer, and they they won the special teams battle, and and uh, and that was the difference. 
Well, Coach, great to see you. Thank you very much, and uh, can't wait to see you next Friday. Okay, well, I'm going to check and make sure nobody is messing around in my neighborhood with their cars out in the street. <laughs> so when I, when I drive home, I'm going to start counting the cars on the street. It, you do that. It's a public service. Yeah, and then I'm, and then I'm making a call. <laughs> All right, we'll have Gordon's list coming I'm, up next. I'm making a call to Johnny Policeman. Hey, Johnny, <laughs> by the way, that car's been parked out there for three days. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Coach. <laughs> More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.